Welcome to Otaku American. Today's episode is Where's the Tag? Thanks for joining us here at Otaku American. If you're not aware of what an otaku is, an otaku is anyone who likes enjoys video games, manga, anime, and cosplaying. Um, the first thing we want to talk about is something we normally don't talk about in the show, which I've realized we haven't been doing recently, and that's talking about tech in general. Um, as you know, if you're like a otaku, you, one way or another, you're going to be in, interacting with tech one way or the other, whether it's buying um, computers for your uh, games or whether it's buying a TV and 5.1 so you can listen to those awesome games, play those awesome games like Call of Duty and things of that nature. Uh, so let's just get started. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Motorola uh, X phone. I've been hearing a couple of things about that phone. Um, I already, as I mentioned before on um, Facebook, I, I already have a phone. I have the um, uh, the HTC One, which I enjoy a lot. I think it's a very, very good phone. Um, the S4 is also a very hot phone that's out currently right now. But um, the Motorola X phone um, seems to be actually a pretty good looking phone right now. Uh, I normally don't buy, well, I normally don't get my Motorola phones. The last Motorola phone I think I had was the Motorola Razr, and that was like, when did that phone come out? Um, I don't know what year that was. It was that long ago. Yeah. I had one of those also. Actually, you know what? I think I had that phone longer than pretty much anyone else did. It, it, it was one of the, you know, most people know what that Motorola Razr is. It was that um, phone that was like a flip phone and did all this other random stuff. Um, the first phones were like, which is what I had, was, was a Motorola Razr that was black. It was um, pretty much all metal. Later on, when the phone became really popular, it turned from metal to like straight up plastic. So, and I think that was one of the re- main reasons why, to this day, I don't like like premium phones that are listed as being premium. And they're made all of plastic, like the S4, specifically that phone is supposed to be a premium phone. I'm paying $300, and I'm, you know, the phone is mainly plastic, so I don't particularly care for that. Unlike the HTC One, which is predominantly, um, it's pretty much a metal casing with a nice little Gorilla Glass up front. Um, so let's just talk, of, let's get into the X-Phone. Um, I've heard a lot of rumors about the X-Phone. I heard about some of the specs, some of the things it's supposed to be able to do, all kinds of stuff. Like, some of the uh, specs I've heard was it had, it unveiled, actually, this past uh, SC, uh, CES, they passed the, uh, they spoke about, they unveiled uh, the, uh, the X-Phone. Um, well, not necessarily, they didn't unveil the X-Phone, they Qualcomm unveiled their new Snapdragon processor, which is, I believe, the Snapdragon 800, um, which um, this phone, the X phone, is supposed to have that in it. It's supposed to be its main processor that's in the um, phone, and it's supposed to be able to output um, uh, all kinds of, like, you know, 4K videos, which, by chance, we're going to explain what exactly 4K is anyway, and it's supposed to have... uh, uh, 7. Point, we're supposed to support 7.1 Dolby audio support, uh, clock speed of uh, 2.3 gigahertz. It's supposed to be able to play uh, 
high quality games are supposed to have a rear touch um, um, interface, which to me is retarded because um, I have a PlayStation Vita and that has rear touch and most of the games don't even require it. So I don't know exactly what they're going to use a rear touch for in, the, um, in a phone, let alone anything else, especially when the phone's going to be rested in your hand most of the time. Um, and on top of that, they also, the last point is they have a, uh, a 4.7 inch, um, 1280 by 768, um, full HD, um, display on that phone, which if you're not familiar, just for a reference type, um, the HTC one is a 4.7 inch display also, whereas the, um, S4 is actually a higher, it's like closer to I believe it's five point something if not straight up five inches so what were you about to say LB no I was just gonna make a quick joke about the uh, rear touch function I mean mm -hmm. anyone who doesn't know anything about it they were like well in case you want to touch the phone's rear that's what the rear touch is for yes yeah, <laughs> I don't even I don't even understand where this whole we'd have to get stuff that has a rear touch display in it because Honestly, you're like I said, your phone is gonna be in your hand most of the time. It's just like it's just like um, the S4, and they talk about the uh, the waving your hand, the smooth screens, and all other stuff. And um, you know, you can look at your phone and then look away, and it'll pause video. For me, some of these things, like for that rear touch in the um, phone, and the X phone, and the hands-free functionality of S4, are things that should be better suited in other applications and other uh, devices like you know the eye thing should be in my television when I'm watching TV and I get up and have to answer the door or something or have to get up and get something to eat I shouldn't be able to just have to pause it I should it should see my eyes that I'm not paying attention to it and then when I walk away it pauses out honestly I think the Xbox One's connect function allows you to do that also I don't know if the though. Xbox One's Connect function lets you do that. It may, or they might have an app for it come out somewhere down the line. But I do, I do have to agree that the function to actually look away from your phone or what have you, whichever device, and the video you're watching actually pausing and stopping and waiting until you look back at it, that is an extremely good idea. Because personally, I've noticed that 90% of Americans pretty much 9% of the general populace have an, have an attention span of maybe a 2 or a 3 year old. So they're always watching something and looking away and missing crucial elements to it. So you're saying that I have the attention span of a little baby? No. Because <laughs> I'm one of those I'm one of those people who have you know a short attention span and as you know when I play video games I rarely even beat them because uh, you know I, I can't play like even the games I enjoy playing I can't play them longer than like 2 maybe 3 hours sometimes. Well, there's that. That's not really having a short attention span. I mean, two or three hours. That's that's not bad. I'm at all. saying, I'm saying as a whole because there have been times where I've turned on a game, played it for like 20 minutes, and then was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, but even 20 else. minutes. I mean, I've seen people take a video out on their phone and they're talking about the video and they can't wait for it to come out, and as soon as they start watching it. Three seconds later, turn around. They're looking at something else. I'm like, are you really seriously right now? Are you serious right now? But let's just go back to the X phone itself. Is that because I know you? I don't remember what phone you were rocking last. And you're technically one of those people who are out who have uh, 
the option to buying a new phone. You're one of those people who are like, well, you know, I've had this phone for a while now. Maybe I want to get something else. Yeah. Would the X phone be a phone that you're interested in buying? Um, yeah, it's got it's got a lot of new bells and whistles and innovative, <laughs> new and innovative. Well, yeah, bells and whistles. But you know, the phone. Looking at it, the phone actually looks pretty decent. And I yeah, was thinking about... I was that's, thinking the thing, about though, um, that's the thing, though. You've seen pictures of the phone? Because all I've seen is, like, rumors of what the phone might look like. I haven't seen anything that was concrete. So... Well, they've got pictures on the phone on the Wikipedia about it. Really? Yeah. Because I've seen some... I, I've seen, I like, you know, when we were doing the research for this um, specific segment, uh, I've seen some of the stuff that they had listed. And some of it, it mainly all looks the same. So, you know, most of these people who are coming up with these um, designs, it's not that far off. So, I don't expect it to look that much different unless they got it looking like a black swan and then, you know, some other craziness. But for the most part, first of all, phones can't look that much different from each other anyway, unless yeah. it's going to be like extremely uh, ergonomical, uh, ergonomically uh, designed, which, you know, that would be just weird. Well, regardless of how the phone looks, most people are going to get a ridiculously looking phone case for it anyway. Yeah, it's going to, like, you know, at least make the phone almost, you know, it, basically they make these phones thin and small. Well, not really small, but Android phones are really small. But they make these phones thin, and then, like, for instance, like at the HTC One, they have these phone cases, the OtterBox and the Ballistic and all these other ones and exactly. they just make the phone extremely big so it kind of like if I bought yeah. it with the, with the intent of it being thin and then put a, a case on it it kind of defeats the whole purpose it looks like a it looks like a thin phone with Spartan armor on yeah basically and uh, I've seen like uh, I've seen other Motorola phones see now the thing about Motorola is since they got bought by Google you have to expect like most of their phones like will straight up have an unadulterated version of um, of uh, Android on it, and they did say that with the X phone, it's gonna have like your probably your your purest form of Android. I think um, it's supposed to have uh, it's supposed to be one of the first phones that launches with uh, what's the new Android always has these weird names for their phones. Um, I believe it's Keyline Pie is the name of their new uh, uh, their new. Their name for their new operating system. That which sounds is, like an old school traditional Japanese dish. I believe it's five. It's uh, Android 5.0, which is also called Keyline Pie. So, but it's supposed to. I'm not entirely sure exactly what all Keyline Pie is entailing. I'm, I'm assuming it's like just a. Uh, um, it's like Jelly Bean, except it utilizes some of the new tech that's coming out, which is like the uh, Snapdragon 800. And it be they're able to use 7.1 Dolby Audio support and you know high quality games, rear touch, all that other stuff. It's supposed to incorporate all that tech in an operating system that makes it not feel as sluggish, basically. Now, but, are you sure it's going to be a phone? Because that sounds like it's going to be a new martial art that they're going to make in Japan. It, it, no, it, you know what? It, it sounds like it really sounds like to me. It really sounds like it's like one of those things where. You take the phone, and then when you're done making a phone call, you just put it in your home entertainment system and plug everything into it. Because for it to output, um, uh, for it to be able to display and be able to handle a 4K vid mm -hmm. and a 7.1 Dolby uh, and 7.1 audio setup, that sounds like something I should have in my home theater. Let alone not something that should be in the palm of my hand where I make phone calls. 
Well, so. you wouldn't necessarily plug anything into it now. You would just end up linking everything together. Yeah, that's true. Not even with your hand. You just talk to the phone. Link everything. Yeah, you just set everything up. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sure, you know, <laughs> Best Buy will definitely have that phone. So, you know, everything yeah. else. Oh, about Best Buy. I noticed that yeah, Best Buy... Mm-hmm. Best Buy doesn't always have the Best Buy, depending on what you're getting. Yeah. But it'll definitely be available. I would say it'll be available all, on all the carriers. And to be honest with you, I normally wouldn't... I normally would go to... Uh, if I don't go straight to AT&T, I would normally go to uh, Best Buy. Not because they have the Best Buy, like you said, because that just... They really don't most of the time. It's mainly because they just have all the phones right there. So I can yeah. look at all the different carriers and see what they all offer. I'm not going to leave AT&T per se, but I would like to see what the other phone companies are um, actually uh, and they usually providing. Have, they usually have all of the new phones. I very rarely see an old phone in one of those stands in there. Yeah. So speaking of Best Buy, we're going to... Um, I realized I looked online and I noticed that the Pebble uh, smartwatch is being going to be sold. Like I believe it's starting last weekend. It was sold um, July fourth week, and it was sold on uh, Best Buy um, that watch specifically. If you're not aware of what that watch is, that watch is technically um, the Pebble smart um, smartwatch was a a watch that was uh, a Kickstarter originally. It was a Kickstarter that I kind of wanted to back. Because I just wanted one, but as it kept going, as it kept more and more information came out, it was something I didn't really. Because it's like a hundred. I think if you buy it on Best Buy, it's like 150 bucks, and it's a nice looking phone. Technically, aesthetically, is a nice looking phone. The problem I have with it is it uses an e-paper display. An e-paper display, for the most part, doesn't come in color. It usually, well, at least theirs doesn't come in color. Theirs has, um, it's like a monochrome look to it. And I'm paying 150 bucks for something that's supposed to be like, you know, uh, kind of like an end all. It's trying to be like a, a eye, the eye watch killer before the iWatch watch comes out. So, and it's 150 bucks, and it's gonna be in like black and white. Why would I want? Why would I want that? I guess they expected you to maybe go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get a can of spray paint for a dollar and make it your own color. Yeah, but it comes in. I believe the face of the watch itself comes in like. Um, it comes in like uh, red, silver, and black, which, and I'm sure it comes with face plates, and you can change it to however way you want it. But the problem is, um, the the actual like apps that's in it is actually pretty cool because it that phone, the Pebble phone, can actually be ran on either Android or um, iOS. And basically, what happens is you can set um, applications to download onto that um, watch. And what will end up happening is, like, when you get emails and things like that, it'll go directly to that watch. It'll go, basically, it'll it'll go from your operating system on your phone and go directly to that watch. So, you'll be able to get, like, weather updates without actually pulling your phone out. You'll be able to get weather updates, uh, emails that are coming to your phone. Um, Like, if you're jogging and you happen to look at your phone and uh, if someone's calling you, you can just look at your phone to find out exactly who it is who's calling you. So there's a lot of things in that. Uh, uh, there's a not. Did I say phone? I meant um, watch. You go look at the watch and see who's calling you from your phone. There's a lot of things in that um, watch that I think are very cool applications, and I was interested in that. But when I saw what the final product was, and I saw that it was like a monochrome-looking display, 
I was totally turned off because I'm not spending 150 bucks. Well, black and white, basically. That's like going out and buying a, a, a large screen television and it's only in black and white. Black and white. It has all these extra, it's smart TV, it has, you know, um, Netflix and Hulu Plus and all this other stuff on there, but it's only displayed in black and white. Yeah, that, you know, with that, with what happened to you with that watch, that is kind of what happened to me when the game Fantasy Star Universe finally came out. Before even playing the game, I would watch all the screenshots and I would watch video footage and I was like, oh man. And being a fan of Fantasy Star Online, which was its predecessor, I'm thinking to myself, oh man, this game is going to be awesome. It's going to be so great. And then when the game finally comes out and I actually play it, Mm -hmm. first of all, they released a demo for it where pretty much everything was locked up. But you can play it for free, go online, check everything out. You know, you immediately notice that, you know, there's things that you can't do in that game that you could do in the game prior to it. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is just the demo. You know, they, you know, they'll probably improve upon something when the actual game comes out. No, that's not what happened. I end up buying the game, pop the game in, get my log on, pay whatever the amount was to pay it online. And... Come to find out, the actual game, all they did was take the demo and put it on a CD and make you pay for it. Basically, of course. That's what it is. That's what uh, Defiance is technically also. That's why I'm not willing to spend 60 bucks for Defiance. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is... Well, actually, Defiance is now 40 bucks. Incredibly disappointing. Because, you know, when the game came out, there was literally no difference between the game and the demo the only difference was you paid about 75 to 80 dollars that was the only difference yeah i mean as the game went on you know they unlock things here and there but no man if i'm going to pay full price for a game they need to have everything unlocked when i get the game everything unlocked but also the game was just like when it first came out it was like almost totally broken so it was almost like a totally broken game and they eventually patched it up to the point where it's at i believe it's still running now and it's like one of the hot it's one of the highest grossing uh mmos the, the servers will be shut down i forgot yeah because the new exactly ones are about to come out they said they were going to do it i don't even know if they did it already they probably they, they might have already done it because i think that game already came out the new <laughs> one already came out which the new one actually doesn't look half bad but i'm yeah, i'm afraid because of I'm afraid because of the first one, the way the first one started out so horribly. No, um, see, Fantasy Star Online was one of the greatest games ever. Universe was terrible, and then Fantasy Star Online 2 was coming out. But looking at the screenshots, it looks like Fantasy Star Universe. And that's turning off a lot of people. It's like, please don't be as bad as this game still is. Yeah. But um, what we're going to talk about now is we're going to um, talk about... There was something... I was at work. And someone was talking about Chromebook. Um, they saw a Chromebook and they said, "Yeah, I was thinking about getting them, mainly because they were like 250 bucks." Um, and like under, it's like 250, 200 dollars. There's one I saw that was like 150. The highest looking one is like uh, I believe it was like a thousand dollars, and that was the Chromebook Pixel that was made by Google, which is only a, a computer to showcase that you can get actually high quality um, specs, tech specs in a Chromebook. But the problem is, most people, I don't think, know exactly what a Chromebook is. So, a Chromebook is basically, um, you know how when um, people have uh, 
you know, you have Safari, you have IE, you have Firefox, you have yeah. all these different web browsers. Yeah. Chrome is basically a web browser, it, 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 which they've now parlayed into like almost an operating system. But the thing about Chrome um, OS is that most of the stuff, at least with a Chromebook, most of the stuff is cloud-based. So there may not even be an optical drive in the um, on a Chromebook computer. So, and when you don't see an optical drive on a small computer, most people assume that it's a netbook. The difference between a netbook and a Chromebook is a netbook will play, will run like XP, a full version of XP or a full version of Vista or one of the older operating systems. So you can okay. still do things like um, word processing and uh, uh, different office applications. Whereas with a Chromebook, you can do those things, but it would have to be done on a cloud base, it would have to be done online. So yeah, I was about you would to have ask. to do it on your computer and then put it online on the cloud, and then you can edit it and all okay. that stuff on the cloud. There's yes. no real storage on a Chromebook. That's what I was about to ask. When you say cloud base, I was wondering if that was the same cloud base that's on Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, Play. everything. It's an online. Uh, when I say a cloud base uh, system, a cloud base is basically. Um, you use the servers that whatever company is allocating a certain amount of um, space to you. Like, I have um, Android, so as Android users, we automatically, I believe Android users automatically on the Android cloud system as, I, I want to say two, at least two to four gigs of uh, cloud storage. So, they anticipate you, on, they're anticipating you doing things and then putting it on their server, and then you can access it through any any phone, any kind of uh, Chrome OS device, which honestly, any Android phone is on a Chrome OS, really, for the most part. So, just to let people know, because, you know, you see that price, and I understand people, you know, people have, you know, they want to look for a deal. And when you go into the Best Buy, because I remember I walked into Best Buy with my girlfriend, and at the time, we, she was looking for a computer. I ended up getting her a Dell, but... Um, she was looking for a computer, and we saw the uh, Chromebook. And the Samsung Chromebook is a nice-looking um, computer. Yeah. But the thing about it is, it's two hundred and fifty dollars, which is a great price point. But if you or if you are not a cloud user, then you just spent two hundred dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars on a system that you'll just never use. Right. Because there's no hard drive really, and there's a hard drive in the system, but the hard drive is meant for the operating system. It's not meant for you to put things on it. You okay. can't play games on a Chromebook. Yeah, you can't do a lot of things on a um, Chromebook. Now, the Pixel, I believe you could probably play games, but it's, you know, like I said, you can't really store anything onto those systems. So Now, with MMOs, usually you don't have to install those onto your hard drive. Would you mm -hmm. still be able to play those on one of them? The old, the cheaper um, Chromebooks, probably not, because they. I'm pretty sure the cheaper Chromebooks have an integrated into uh, an integrated um, graphics card, whereas the Pixel, which is like a thousand bucks, has like a um, Nvidia or something like that, or I don't even know if it's ATI or Nvidia, one of the two graphics card in it. Where so I would say your best bet is probably no, unless you're getting the thousand dollar Chromebook Pixel. Wonderful. But if you're spending a thousand dollars on a um, Pixel, you might as well just go ahead and buy a regular computer. Yeah. So that's you know. just super. So the gamers on the so all of the PC gamers have decided to start a riot and boycott that at the same time. Yeah, PC gamers aren't really going to buy that anyway. Yeah, no, because it doesn't really uh, appeal to them really. But since we're talking about like 
Um, let's just go ahead and talk about that 4K that we kind of hinted upon. We started talking about when we talked about the X-Phone. X phone. Uh, the 4K uh, television is like basically a new uh, HD standard. Well, there's the HD standard, which comes in like a, uh, a 1080 uh, display, whereas the 4K actually um, goes a resolution, a pixel resolution of a uh, density of 4,000 by 2,000. So it's basically like having four standard uh, HD displays in one display for 4K television. Right. But the thing about one thing that I don't, I don't kind of, I kind of don't like. I like because they had a display of a 4K television. I believe it was a Sony 4K or LG, one or the other, in uh, in the uh, in Best Buy. And unless you really know what you're looking at, most people, most people can bear. Most people are just now understanding the difference between standard television and HD, and HD <laughs> television. Like, I don't know how long it took our mom to understand, you know, what the difference was, what she was looking at. Yeah, no, see, with something like that, you really have to see them literally side by side yeah. to really notice the substantial difference between them. Now, the yeah. 4K, you know, hence the name Ultra HD, yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of yeah, a most, big Yeah, most 4K televisions, when you go into, like, a Best Buy or anything that's similar to a Best Buy, um, what PC Richards, which I'm surprised is still around, but um, they still have those. Yeah, the 4K display will be listed as an Ultra HD um, television. I believe right now LG makes one. Sony, of course, Sony always makes some of the highest, the newest tech like stuff. Um, Sony, LG, I believe Samsung is also making one. Um, the Sony and Samsung one and the LG one, I believe. They're definitely on the market right now, but you know, if you've seen 4K uh, prices, 4K television displays, some of them are as high as like thirteen thousand dollars. So, are you really willing to spend that kind of money? Yeah, 4K pricing. You know what? I don't even want to think about 4K pricing. Just knowing that each television has a minimum of four thousand pixels, I don't even want to imagine what the price that could possibly be on like a ten-inch one. Like there ever be like there's ever gonna be a ten inch four thousand K TV, but even with that, that would that would be at least five six hundred dollars. Yeah, probably so. But um, we're gonna do our first break, and is there um, some kind of song? I believe there was some kind of song you wanted to listen to, right? Yeah, I've actually got two songs here, but the first one will be the first one is the theme music for a character from the game Xenogears. The particular character is uh, ID. Yes, that's actually the name of the character, ID. That is the his theme music whenever he would be, whenever you come across him during the course of the game, it will be the theme music that you're listening to. Okay. So what's the name of the song of him? The name of the song is The One Who Is Torn Apart. Thank you. 
And that was ID's theme song from the game Xenogears, The One Who Is Torn Apart. What a name, man. Alright, so now we will be talking about Under the Dome, the television show. You, I know you've been watching that with uh, my mom, our mother, and you've been really watching that show. I have yet to kind of get into it yet, you know. But it's one of them sci-fi shows, so I know how our mom gets with sci-fi stuff. So what exactly is uh, Under the Dome? Isn't that, um, is, wasn't that like a Stephen King book or something? I think it was a Stephen King book. That, I don't, it might be, but I don't know if it was a book or not. From watching the show, well, basically what happens is an entire town the people in the town you know there's people always going through a town whether they live there or not they're living their everyday lives where all of a sudden this huge dome just comes out of the sky and slams down into the ground and everyone is stuck in the dome so people are looking at it like what's going on with this and you actually see people walk into the dome and you see a truck smash into it and get destroyed and you know the people are trying to figure out what this dome is, why is it here, who put it here, is it ever going to be moved, can we escape, this, that, and the third. During, There's only been three episodes. In the first episode, you kind of get introduced to all of the characters. and really, Well, the first episode is before the dome actually falls down, right? No, the dome falls down in the first episode. So they do flashbacks about, you know, who people are, and or you learn why the dome is over top of this town. The dome so only... The dome only comes down towards the middle to the end of the episode so before that you actually meet the characters and you kind of get a general feel of each character and you know they i don't want to really say too much about them but most of the main characters and the sub characters are pretty interesting in their own right so after the dome comes down you know they're trying to establish some form of communication with the outside world because no one's cell phone can work and there's no landlines every all of that all of that communication is severed it actually got to the point where you know they actually went underground and one guy was trying to figure out maybe if he went deep enough underground he could go underneath the dome which obviously was a failed attempt because the dome just went down to the earth that far so where they are now you got scientists on the outside, army on the outside, and regular people on the outside trying to figure out if anything can penetrate the dome. So they have one scientist that, you know, you can't hear or see anybody, but you can actually, well, you can see him, but you can't hear mm-hmm. or feel or anything. Yeah. So the scientist, he's actually with one of the, I guess, army guys. I don't know what branch, but they actually have a hose and they're spraying it onto the dome. Yeah. So one one kid on the inside, he sees this and he walks over with his buddy and he touches the dome. He can actually feel the moisture on the water. So it's like, okay. So it's not like a solid dome. It's more like a filter. So yeah. at least you know water and oxygen can get through the dome to some extent. It just takes some time, I imagine. It's not going to be instantaneously going through the dome. Well, not really. It kind of instantaneously goes through just a very small amount. Mm. Or at least that's how it looked. Yeah, that's how it appears as of right now. Yeah. Um, basically, Into the Dome, Under the Dome, I'm sorry, Under the Dome is on CBS on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what time is that? Like 9 o'clock? Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern 10 p.m. time. Eastern time. 
on uh, CBS on Monday. So, you know, check that out. I know I'll probably be checking it out. Speaking of things of that nature, I've uh, my girlfriend and I watched, uh, I believe it's called Revolution. And you've seen, have you seen Revolution? Revolution? No. No, I have not. I don't, I don't know what that is. Revolution, I believe that's on NBC. And I, I believe it was on Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights, one of the two. But, um... We would watch it. Basically, the whole synopsis of the show was that um, in 2012 or 2013, one of the two years, um, all, an event, a worldwide event happened, and that event was that all electronics just shut off, just totally went off. It it didn't like just shut off. It just gradually went down, and then it just shut off within a matter of like an hour. Everything was down. So your cell phones, your televisions, anything that was electronical, uh, electrical, was uh, shut off completely. So lights, everything else. So basically people reverted back to the time of, um, like basically everyone turned into Amish people. Because <laughs> you have you had towns in which, like, uh, I believe um, the story started out in somewhere in Atlanta. And you had a town, like a little, you know, one of those um, uh, communities. Um, gated communities and it started out in there and you saw somebody like rustling up um, some chickens and, you know they had um, like horse and buggy and all kinds of other stuff so nice. but um, it started it has a two a family um, it pretty much focuses on one specific family and uh, that family um, it, the father and the mother were some of the researchers to um to have this technology come come about. Basically, the technology was um, they made, um, <laughs> it comes out later on, it's, it, I don't know, it's more or less a spoiler, but they had um, something blocks the electric, the electric uh, frequency. So it basically voids out all, um, it voids out all Electronic uh, electronic signals. Oh, so, okay. Because I was thinking maybe something happened to the Earth's gravitational. No, pole it, or it, something. I, I don't want to really say too much about it because right now it's on um, on a hiatus. It's um, it's about to start up season two, and I like the show as a whole, but the the main character of the show kind of pisses me off on a regular basis because she does things that are like you know she should have died like multiple times in the show already. Like, you know, being that everything is, like, back and horse and buggy, kind of, like, no electricity type thing, you know, and she, like, trusts way too many people. It's like, you you would think she grew up in a different planet, let alone the planet that she actually grew up in. Because when the power went out, she was, like, um, maybe 10 years old, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in that range, and her brother is, like, literally, like, 2 to 3 years younger, so he was, like, a little kid. So, when the power went out. So now they're like, te- she's like in her early 20s. So you mean to okay. tell me all this stuff that happens, you're still trusting of all these people? All right. So this is basically one of those characters that when you're watching a show and each time you watch a new episode, you keep saying to yourself, please kill that person. Yeah. Please I, she died. Died. She should have died like five times already. In the first three episodes, she should have died like three die? times. Oh, and there's there's some there's some interesting cat there's some interesting actors, but there's one actor that comes up. He's like a regular on the show, and my girlfriend and I we talk about uh, whenever we see him, we say uh, Big Brother Almighty, which is he was in School Days. Um, the actor's name is Giancarlo Esposito. 
He played um, Big Brother Almighty in um, School Days. And he's been in a whole bunch of other different shows. He's actually in like two shows at like the same time. I believe he's in Once Upon a Time, which is a show I wasn't really too fond on. But once I started watching, I actually like it a lot. But um, yeah, he's he's definitely getting his money. He's getting money. But um, yeah, he plays. Uh, I believe he plays Commander Neville of one of the uh, forces. Because basically, America itself gets split into like four different nations. And he starts in one nation, and then a whole bunch of stuff happens. So I don't really want to get into too many specifics with the show. Because outside of the main character, there's some actually pretty good writing. Now, there's some stuff that's written that's kind of like, you know... It's not even it's not even in regards to the... Uh, it's not even in regards to the uh, writing itself. It's just, you know... You figure, you know, first of all, there's no electricity, so... Why are there still fat people? <laughs> There's one guy who's in the show who's extremely overweight. Wow. And, you know, I'm not bashing the overweight people. I'm just saying this guy, you know, you've gone through like multiple years, <laughs> at least 10 years of no electricity, but yet this dude looks like he still hasn't missed a meal. So. That's one thing. And there's the other stuff, like there's this one chick, well, she was in the show. Maybe she just doesn't like to move. Yeah, but there's one chick where she's like, um, like every time when you see it, like the new episode, every time when you see her, her hair is done and everything else is good. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm led to believe that there's no electricity. So how is she flat ironing her hair with such, you know, with such consistency hey, if you without get, it being like without electronic electricity being available, readily available. If you get some flint and maybe a barbecue and some rubbing alcohol, just throw it all in that barbecue, and then you get your flat iron, just heat up the metal parts, you're good to go. Well, one of the uh, producers of the show is J.J. Abrams, so a lot of people know him from all kinds of different um, media, specifically. So. But uh, that show, uh, so far, that I really like the show. I, I, you know, there have been things that came up, like you know, somewhat of a spoiler. There's uh, uh, pendants, like amulets, that are basically just USB drives <laughs> that allow, that'll cancel out what's going on in the air. So, and you'll be able to run le- electrical items. Like in the first episode, they show one of the uh, characters turning this uh, amulet on. And then the light came on, and she was able to send a te- uh, message with a, a crude-looking computer to another person who she was waiting for correspondence with. Oh, but, well, maybe that's how the girl's doing her hair. Yeah, I seriously doubt that, because that girl doesn't have one of those, those uh, necklaces. But, um, you know, that's like another show that I've been watching, that I remember watching before was uh, on Netflix. It's called The Colony. And basically all the colony is, is like if you take a bunch of people and like let's say there's like a catastrophic, uh, situ- um, some something catastrophic happens. Like the first uh, season, I believe the catastrophic um, thing was like nu- some kind of nuclear uh, warhead or something like that going off. Something, something happened in which it devastated the whole area, the L.A. area. And... Um, Basically, what ended up happening was they take like a whole bunch of people. I believe it's like 13, 12, 13 people, uh-huh. and they put them all. They kind of like put them through. Um, they have them sit in like basically a room with soundproof room, 
um, in which they have to stay up for multiple hours on end so they can have like that edgy kind of um, situation. Like how a person, like if you've been in a, any kind of like a traumatic area, you know, most times humans don't go to sleep. They've gone um, through sleep deprivation, all kinds of stuff. So they put people through that, and then they put them out into the world. So in the first episode, they see um, a warehouse. And that warehouse, uh, they end up making that warehouse their new base of operations. They figure out a way to filtrate their water. They figure out a way to um, make electricity. They figure out a way to basically try to get some semblance of um, a normal life. In this right. horrible situation, so, so reestablish everything. But it was on the show was originally on Discovery Channel. I don't know if they've come out with any extra any um, new seasons because I know that there was the first season which was um, um, in L.A. and then the second season was somewhere else um, in a different location. I can't remember because I just started watching the second season. I believe there's also a third season. So, but the show was on Discovery Channel, and I thought it was an extremely good show. It was a—it's one of the few because basically it's a reality TV show, and I don't really watch reality TV shows. The most reality TV show I would watch is probably like NFL Network or okay. ESPN in general. To me, that's reality also. So I guess you won't be the ones watching Jersey Shore. No, I don't watch Jersey Shore. I don't watch. My girlfriend watches a lot of these. Not Jersey Shore, but like R&B divas and all this other craziness. I don't watch any of those. The only time when I end up seeing something like that is when she's watching it on TV and I'm at her house. So, but uh, like I said, the first Colony, the Colony season one, was on um, was in LA County, was in Los Angeles specifically, and it was the collapse of um, civilization due to a catastrophic epidemic. The second season was in um, Louisiana, and it was a global viral viral outbreak. So you know, Resident Evil. Basically, yeah, basically like Resident Evil. So you know, I enjoyed those um, shows, but since we're talking about Resident Evil and the this show being close to like some of these games like the first season remind me of a game that you've been playing recently which was uh state of decay the only oh, difference yeah. was that state of decay has zombies in it where it doesn't right. have you know that kind of thing so you know i don't have an xbox anymore i've been trying to get it on um uh, windows um when it on the windows thing but have okay. yet to try and download that. I don't know if I want to just play it on Xbox, because my girl has an Xbox, or just play it on PC, but how, you know, what would you rate that game? Didn't you just recently beat it? Yeah, I did. It actually didn't take me that long to get through the game. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could probably finish the game in a matter of an hour. As you're playing it, you know, the game, it, it the game isn't bad. The only problem I really had with it was, you know, there's no multiplayer at all, yeah. but aside from that, you got all these different side quests. You have special infected, like on um, the game Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2, how they have special infected, like the boomer and the hunter yeah. and all that good stuff. You actually have special infected like those. Who can't wait to tear you apart when you meet them? One thing I noticed about State of Decay, though, there isn't a main character. There is no, like, main characters. Pretty yeah. much anybody that you see... Like, any actual human being that you might rescue from a zombie horde or something like that, they can be your main character if you so choose to have them your main character. Yeah. But in the game um, itself, there really is no main character, from what I've read, at least. No, there really there is no main character. There's, like, a collection of characters mm-hmm. that you eventually uh, 
can either place with you or they can be like a, a an alliance. Um, yeah. But you switch between all these characters, so you're basically leveling up all these characters separately. Right. That's essentially how it is. I mean, you can play as which, whichever character. I guess what they wanted to do was whichever character most appeals to the player. You can play as that character and keep playing as them, you know, unless you can, unless they die. Yeah, they die in fights or yeah. whatever. Then you have, you have to play as somebody else. But it's, aside from that, you know, it's pretty much anybody that you feel more com- most comfortable playing as. See, I I saw you watch I, saw, I watched you playing the game, and the thing that appealed me about the game because I'm more of a uh, I like putting things together kind of thing, establishing a base, having people doing stuff while I'm going out doing stuff to contribute to the collective. Yeah. And when there's I saw... Act, there's what, actual multiple... It, they, they call it like your home base. Yeah. But there's actually multiple spots that you can go to. You can go yeah. to a warehouse yeah. and you can build like a farm. You can build an infirmary. You can build like a training arena to get everybody in shape. Yeah. There's like a little kitchen in there you can build. There's towers for tower defense. It's actually... In that aspect, it's actually kind of like Command and Conquer. Yeah. Where you can actually build up your home base to defend against these incoming zombies. Yeah. See, the only problem I have with the game, really, is that it's a zombie game. I don't... You know, as people found out on, uh, I believe it was episode two, where we reviewed uh, World War Z, uh, I'm not really a zombie fan. So, anything zombie-related, I'm not really too keen on. So... You know, it's like it seems like it's like a mixture of like taking like a RTS, build your own base type situation, and mixing it with zombie games, and that's why yeah. I think the game has done it remarkably well because it's I believe it's an indie game for some to some extent. And no, it's, it's really, an arcade game. No, but I'm saying it's an independent based game. Like the people oh. who made it, they're not like they may be part of EA or some bigger conglomerate. But um, they originally were an independent studio that made this game. And they're not, I don't think they're EA. What they are are, um, they're Microsoft. Because it's only, because I tried to get it possibly on PlayStation. And it's not available on PlayStation because it's a Windows-based game. It's a Windows right. game. So it's um, one of the developing houses from Windows is making, producing the game. And uh, Microsoft is... Um, basically producing it one of their development houses is developing the game developed the game so I basically can only buy it on Xbox or on a PC so yeah. I can't even buy it on Mac really I can only buy it on you know Xbox or PC so but um now the game is definitely a great buy personally I almost always re- almost completely refuse to buy a game that has no multiplayer at all but this is the this is one this of is the, the ah this is that one game <laughs> this is one of the that's few, not multiplayer this is one that of the now few you're exceptions that I it's permissible to play gotcha. it. I would prefer it to to be multiplayer, but this is one of the games that I will. That was play one for. of the one of the negative points that you had with the game because I yeah. asked you because you know you know after last week's episode, well actually a week and a half ago. Um, you were on this rant about you know multiplayer games only. I will only play a multiplayer game. No, 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 I didn't and then say you turn I'll around and you play State of Decay, which you know I find out it's not even multiplayer, even though it's one of those games that should be multiplayer, but it's not. So I was like, wow, this dude's playing a non-multiplayer game. Look at that! Look at that! He went on such a rant and just. No, I'll play games that are non-multiplayer, 
But I will complain while I'm playing them that oh, it yeah. needs you to be multiple, multiple times. times. When I've seen you play the game, you did complain multiple times that that game was not um, multiplayer. But um, there was a game I, I, I have on PlayStation Vita, which I'm sort of kind of, you know, feeling some kind of way about me having to go out when I bought, out, bought that uh, console because there's virtually no games on the console. So what I'm playing is... Uh, this guy, uh, um, free, um, I believe it's, uh, the absence of detention. And it's, uh, it's, you know, at first I, I only played it because I have PlayStation plus and the game was free on PlayStation plus. So I wasn't even too sure about what the game was. I That's saw the like, best price ever. Yeah. I saw it on, um, I saw, I read, I watched the video and everything. It looked, it, what it reminds me of is Final Fantasy Tactics because it's a tactical RPG. Really? Yeah, but the thing about it is the characters are all, like, monsters. They're, like, vampires and mummies and um, golems and all kinds of other stuff. So okay. each each actual vampire, each character class has, like, their own little special abilities. And the kinda show... Like, kind of like the special abilities that the vampire, if you're a vampire and or a werewolf... Well, pretty much just if you're a vampire or a werewolf on Skyrim. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but you can change the characters. Like, the characters, they themselves will always look the same, but you can actually change their classes because their classes are um, a bit different. But the game um, battles are uh, isometrical. So, you know, what that means is it's basically you see the board, a, you know, a square board. And rather than looking at it from a flat plane, you're seeing it from corners. So it's just like, it's literally, gameplay-wise, it's just like um, Final Fantasy Tactics. So much so that I thought it was made by uh, Square Enix, but in actuality, it's made by a different company. It's like a total, almost a total ripple. But to be, to be honest, when you look at games that are made in Japan, technically a lot of games are made. So it's, as an American buyer and you see a tactical RPG, JRPG, you think, you know, all of them are ripping off of, my, off of uh, Square Enix um, Final Fantasy, when in actuality, that was just a game um, a format that Final Fantasy just happened to take for their tactical RPG. That's a game format right. that's already been used by multiple different um, game companies, not just Final Fantasy, except right. it became popular with Final Fantasy, and that's why people usually associate it with Final Fantasy. But uh, that game is available on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. And on PlayStation 3 and Vita, I believe, I know definitely on PlayStation Vita, Vita it's um, free. If you have, only if you have uh, a PlayStation Plus uh, subscription. Like, they have certain characters um, that are like uh, zombies in which they change, they do this feature that's called uh, magic change and basically you can convert some characters into weapons that can be used by other characters so and you know I find I don't normally use that feature all that often I find that it's easier for me to use them just the way they are so oh well that's convenient like if I'm take that in the a real life kind of aspect even though it's obviously not real life if I have like a zombie friend or if I have like a vampire friend well, the vampire doesn't change. It's only the zombie that would change. The right. zombies change, ghosts change, something else change. If I got a ghost friend that I can have change into a weapon so I can, you know, beat my enemy easier, that would be awesome. 
I'm like, you know what? I need you to change into a uh, die katana real quick so I can cleave him in half. Sure thing, buddy. <sighs> that would be great. Yeah. There's um, basically the plot is uh, there's this guy named uh, Mal, and um, he's the son of <laughs> the Netherworld's overlord, who's basically like kind of like the devil almost. And um, he's he gets to a point where <laughs> I think you should I think you'll like this actually. He um, gets to a point where what happened was he was playing a game. And he was playing his game, and it was like uh, he was like at level two hundred and something thousand, something like that. Okay. And he hadn't saved the game, and his father just came in and destroyed the console. So now he wants to kill his father because he didn't, he wasn't able to like save the game where wow. it was. So now he's like, that's the whole purpose of him trying to do, wow. kill his father. So see, see, to any gamer. They can understand that. Yeah, because any gamer can understand that. To have leveled up from level one to over two hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, it might. Like I'm saying, two thousand, like, <laughs> two hundred thousand, but it might have been like million or something like that. Even so, that's like a lifetime achievement award right there. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't able to save. So then, you know, all of a sudden, now his father, Dad, you got to go because uh-huh. that's exactly what he's uh-huh. doing now. Because he's now like. He's the son of the overlord, but yet he's like studying heroes because he notices only heroes can kill um, major bosses, like his father, for instance, the right. major boss. So he takes this uh, hero who shows up, and he um, basically he basically makes him his um, um, what's the word? One of his lackeys. They use a specific word in the game, but he makes him his lackey, okay. and the hero finds himself turning more and more into a villain. Throughout the game, I think as of right now, I haven't played the game in a little bit, but um, as of right now, I think the the level I'm at is like chapter three or chapter four. I didn't and, save my game. I was destroyed my just, with my the anger. The whole thing is just out of control. There's cutscenes that are like you know video cutscenes, and then there's cutscenes in which it's like you see the characters, and it's like you have to read the dialogue. But as a whole, I think it's a pretty good, a pretty good game. Especially, I probably wouldn't even have mind. To pay money for the game, even though I got it for free, but um, you know, I, for the most part, it, it seems like a pretty good game. But uh, we're gonna talk about uh, you know the game that you've been uh, using as the songs for you know the show now, oh, and Xanogears. that's uh, Xanogears. It's a it's an old game. Most people would know what that game is. That game came out. Um, yeah, it's a PlayStation One a while ago. PlayStation 1, original PlayStation 1. So that just gives you a general idea of how old this game is. Not a bad game. I'd still play it to this day if I still had a PlayStation 1. Yeah, I would definitely. But yeah. Yeah. That game came out. That game came out in Japan February 11th, 1998. Yeah. That old. It was re released again. Uh, February 22nd, the day, oh, uh, coincidentally, the day after my birthday, uh, 2011 on uh, on PlayStation Network. But uh, I like that. I played that game personally myself, um, and I like the game a lot because it, like I said, I'm a Mecha fan. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a lot of mechs in this game. Like every character has their own mech. And yeah. there was one mech that uh, reminded me uh, when I didn't get as far as you did in the game, but when I looked at the screen, I watched you uh, play it, and they, it was like uh, some old like Voltron type stuff. 
where it was it like three mechs came together and converted yeah. into like a, a major mech. Yeah, I remember like that. that and part. It, the cut, the cutscene was similar to like Voltron almost. But I thought I liked the game a Voltron lot. Voltron and the Defender On game ratings, uh, it got like a 91 percent, and it got a score of eighty three out of one hundred on Metacritic. Yeah, the so, game was great. It's, a, it's, you know, one of their classic games. So, you know what? I really liked it a lot. I'm not even going to describe anything in the game. You guys want to know? Pick it up. Trust it's me. An, it's an old enough game. You should be able to pick it up with no problem. Yeah, you, you won't be disappointed. Not not at all. Not in the least. The only way you'd be disappointed, and like I said, this game came out in 98. So you got to keep that in mind. The graphics in the game compared to nowadays graphics... Those graphics don't hold the candle to nowadays graphics. Well, I already said it's on PlayStation One. Yeah, that that that's, so that's the only evidence thing. enough. So, I mean, this game is so good; it's a one-player game, and I won't complain at it. I won't complain about that because the game is so good. Yeah. So let's get a let's get a move on to our second um, song, and you're gonna use the second. The second song is gonna be a, a song on uh, that game, right? Yeah. It's actually the battle music when you're in like a random battle. It's a stage of death battle theme from Xenogears. So that was the Xenogears, from off of Xenogears, the game, the battle theme called Stage of Death. Yes, sir. So, you know, I like you said, I enjoyed that game a lot also, but the game reminded me a lot of, it had a lot of anime-esque like things to it. It reminded me of not necessarily, not necessarily like um, Gundam, but it reminded me of stuff like Gal Gygar. So since we're going to... We're going to parlay that into actual some, you know, we're actually going to do some anime now. So, uh, was there any anime that you've been watching recently? Okay. This is uh, Guilty Crown, and basically it's about a high school student, a uh, guy named Shu, S-H-U, not, you know, like Shu. Not like the American shoe. So, you put on sabatos. No. <laughs> not some chocolates. No. Anyways, it's actually, his name is Shu, and he's a high schooler. And one day, you know, he meets this beautiful girl, and upon meeting her, you know, like, local authorities, like, bust into the room and start shooting, talking about get her, all that good stuff. So, a little later on in the anime, he goes to find her, and, you know, things happen, and he ends up with this power in his right hand to actually reach, I guess you could say, reach into somebody's soul and pull out their soul and it's like in a form of a weapon mm-hmm. usually yeah or it could be an inanimate object like a dresser or something depending on the person but I assume most of the people is a weapon most of the people it's some form of a weapon mm-hmm. there's actually one person who's he pulls it out and it looks like white bandages all together and that actually heals things yeah 
regardless of what they are. It could be a just completely destroyed car and it would heal it. So, what he ends up having to do is use this newfound power that he has to fight, I guess you could say, local corrupted authority officials. Yeah. And later on down the line, you know, some things actually end up between him and the girl that he met. And there is one other person who is apparently a childhood friend where, you know, he gets involved in it also. And the three of them, you know, end up having to make some very important, crucial decisions for the future. Mm -hmm. I don't want to really give away too much about the um, anime. But this is definitely one that you guys should definitely pick up and watch from the beginning to the end. And what's it called again? This is called Guilty Crown. It's got, you know, strange mystical powers, high -hmm. school setting, and they also also have, like, a a mecha fighting force for the, uh, I guess you can call local authorities, like military or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have these giant mechs kind of, like, that kind of move, like... The mechs from Zone of Enders. Oh, okay. And they they, they kind of look like it's like a three D spatial kind of yeah thing going on. Okay. Yeah, they're so for me. For me, I haven't really seen anything recent. Like I just actually <laughs> on my lunch break from work today, I uh, happened to go on Crunchy uh, to check out if there's an anime I am looking forward to coming out, and that's Bloodlad. And I put some images on the Facebook on our Facebook and on our Twitter pages. Um, which, you know, the Facebook and Twitter page is Otaku American on Facebook and Otaku American on um, Twitter, um, on the Twitter. And um, I'm waiting for that anime to come out. They're just now kind of making it, you know, coming out with uh, promos and all kinds of other stuff. So, you know, I can't wait for that to come out. That's like almost, it's almost along the lines of like a Disgaea, which I've uh, spoke about earlier in this podcast. But um, when I went on Crunchyroll, I actually saw something that uh, was like um, kind of took me off. Yeah. Um, Attack on Titan uh-huh. has the 13 episodes that it just recently finished. Yeah, I've they seen put that. up uh, 13.5. Yeah, which is Two basically part yeah, it's like a, a breakdown of what's happened so far in Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably be watching that as soon as we end this podcast. So because I watched a little bit of it, but I, I had to go back to work. So. Um, other than that, I'm probably going to try and, you know, watch Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter. Um, you know, I've been, my friend has been basically, the same friend who told me about Attack on Titan has kind of been hounding me on Hunter Hunter. And he, um, he asked me just recently, uh, what episode I got to. And I told him, uh, episode two, he said, uh, you were on episode two, like two weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, well, you know. Attack on Titan is hot. So, you know, hey, what can I say? I am going to get started on Hunter x Hunter right after this also. Seeing as how I'm done with Guilty Crown, which I give a 10 out of 10, even though the ending pissed me off. But, yeah, apparently from looking at all my reviews, I wasn't the only one that was pissed off at the ending. So I'm going to be watching Hunter x Hunter right after this. Yeah, so basically we're pretty much... This this podcast has been, you know, great... Um, it's good to talk about some tech for a change as opposed to some of the other stuff. You know, I have no issue with the other stuff we talk about. I, of course, being an otaku myself, but you know, when we can talk about a little bit of tech, that's great. 
Um, so yeah. we're basically going to um, end the show right now. And that aspect, is there anything, any sh- anything you want to shout out? Or- um, no, that's pretty much it. So but I do like tech, though. Superior. I'm kind of like Iron Man in that aspect. Superior tech. I just love it. Yeah. But I'm going to be watching Hunter x Hunter right after this. And that's pretty much it. Well, me personally, I've uh, been... Uh, there's this podcast I listen to uh, called uh, The Rhythm and the Rebel. And that's the podcast. If you like hip-hop, if you like um, social and political uh, commentary on all kinds of different topics. So I would suggest checking that podcast out. Uh, They're available on... I believe they're available on Blueberry for Android users. They're definitely available on iTunes. So check out The Rhythm and The Rebel. Well, that's the end of the show. So here's the final song. To some people, an oldie but goodie. And that song would be Happy Happy Joy Joy from the Ren and Stimpy show. Hoorah. You guys have a wonderful day. It's the Happy Happy Joy Joy song. Happy, happy, joy, joy, 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 happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. I don't think you're happy enough. That's right. I'll teach you to be happy. I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Now, boys and girls, let's try it again. Happy, happy, joy, joy, 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 joy. If and you ain't the granddaddy of all liars, the little critters of nature, they don't know that they're ugly. That's very funny. A fly marrying a bumblebee. I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? Happy, happy, joy, joy, 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 happy, 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 joy, joy, joy.